Welcome to Batuki Therapy episode 119 with Prak Piyush and little drama with Doodle Lord Drama. So Piyush, hi. You remember those newspaper clippings the small cartoons we used to get? Yeah, the comic strips man. I yeah, remember man. that. I completely yeah, I absolutely Ima- remember that. You you imagine from those days when we saw Dennis the Menace to yeah. now the menace that we have on our mobile phone ah man i remember from like reading from like clearly crappy hindi newspapers to times <laughs> of india and hindustan times man so imagine that time right like where we used to read it on our newspapers as a comic strip to yeah. today's digital name called the doodle oh man seriously i remember this again okay. confession i actually torrented the whole of calvin and hobbs comic strips <laughs> that ever happened as a proper pdf right. it was a gig big pdf and yeah. it was like superb quality i remember that so i brought those comic strips from like newspapers yeah. to actually on my ipad man that was that's, yeah, that's so pretty cool. cool man and in this digital age they called doodles you know that yep, right yep. and they bring us a little bit of joy a lot of smiles and i think so a little bit of drama yes and in this episode we're going to talk to this amazing person monica tata who runs this amazing instagram handle called doodle drama yeah let's get on a conversation with her and let her tell us about all of these things my name is monica and uh, i'm a freelance illustrator cartoonist and so you know i usually i'm not a big fan of labels but i feel like these three words describe uh, my work and what i do best so yeah and uh, that's pretty much it <laughs> So I think it's short <laughs> and sweet I I like that. Yeah, it's amazing. Like uh, we've been like really inspired by your art form to be honest. Like me and Piyush have been looking at your work on Instagram and we both have been like flattered like uh, by the quality of the work you do. I think the moment uh, <laughs> moment Prag showed me your Instagram profile I started following and I think I all I like almost every photo that you post. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing, man. Thank you so much. I think w- wanted to know how does like where does doodle or drama came from you know where this art form like was it like you when you were like uh, young you started doing it how did how did that came about right so um it's actually a bit of a long story this is uh, i've always been uh, you know that kid who like drawing like singing basically every co-curricular activity i would take part in right, i would nice. uh, sign up for every event and every contest and I was just a very active child growing up, and uh, I had a lot of interests, a lot of hobbies, and I was always very curious as well. So, every anything new, I'd like to get my hands on and see how that works out for me and stuff like that. So, I was that child who used to. I really enjoyed drawing and crafts and art and crafts, and um, I think there was a side of me, my personality, which I wanted to show through art, like express myself through art and colors. um and my parents had to be the blunt of it because i would like uh, destroy my room i would redo my room every second day and i would like i had this uh, you know interior designing procedure where i'm like i want my room to look purple today the next day i'm like i want it yellow so uh yeah so i was that child and i also used to make a lot of greeting cards so uh apart from i think i was uh, Fairly into my teenage, I was quite into making greeting cards for every occasion, <laughs> wow. and I would like shove it into people's. Yeah, I would shove it into people's face whether they wanted it or not. So um, <laughs> I, <laughs> my father was in the army, so we didn't grow up uh, with him around all the time. So 
was always hopeful in some other town or city or you know in the field area. So uh, for every birthday of his, I would send him this. I would work on a greeting card, almost like how master students would work on their dissertation or thesis. So I would work on it for weeks together, like putting together a scene and all of that, and then I would like post it to him. So, um, so yeah, I was that child, and I remember one funny or uh, mostly funny incident that happened was uh, when I was in twelfth standard. I had it, my best friend is uh, Christian, so I had no idea that Good Friday is not actually a good thing. So <laughs> I made her a big yeah, I made her this huge poster of Happy Good Friday thing, and she was just like, um, <laughs> little inappropriate actually. <laughs> so then, you know, like she told me that the Easter is not now, and uh, you know, she explained the whole idea of what is Good Friday and why why is it a thing and why is it important for the Christians and all of that. So yeah, so I was that annoying person who would like make greetings all the time, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's sort of like, um, but then again, like I said, I had a lot of other varied interests as well. I enjoyed singing. Uh, when he got a smartphone camera, I became a photographer overnight. And uh, <laughs> nice. I thought I was amazing. So, you know, I would, you know, the typical t-shirt shots of uh, your feet and your speakers. And I would do all of that, put some hazard filter on it and put it up on Facebook and think that was a bomb. So, um, so that, yeah, that happened. Uh, Ultimately, I think when I came to Bangalore to do my master's um, is when everything else took a backseat because I studied from a college which is very strict and very conservative in their approach and outlook. So I mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of opportunity or time to sort of dabble into other interests. And uh, because, like I said, they were very strict, um, so I sort of started drawing about my feelings, and there was a lot of rage and angst about dress codes and about living on a shoestring budget and all of that. So. Um, so that's when comics really took sort of like a forefront for me. So I would like draw about my professors, I would draw about exams, my classmates, uh, you know, little things that happened in my day college life and all of that. And um, I I saw that the response was really good. Right. Uh, my classmates would, yeah, my classmates would, like I became popular. Like they would be like, oh, draw me, draw me, draw this person and draw that person. That's and, cool. Uh, I think what I realized with comics was that I obviously got caught a couple of times, multiple times actually, because I was drawing in class in my notebook, so obviously in my book, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and I was shitting my pants, I was like, oh shit, you're the whole girl, like I'm never going to get my master's degree, and uh, then, but then luckily to me, I, you know, the response from the professors also was they suckled, and they wouldn't take it too seriously, or they laughed, or they found it amusing. And that's when I realized the power of comics. I was like, you know, you can always say whatever you want to say in a very digestible format. Right. Um, Yeah. Like, you know, if I were to write a blog about the same issue, they probably wouldn't have taken it uh, so lightly because, you know, the way you read it, it, it's a little serious. But the minute you put it in these cute illustrations or comic format, it becomes more digestible. Of course. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of continued. And then I had my first job. It was a corporate and I was just like... uh, you know, free coffee tastes amazing and silly chairs taste look good. And uh, I started drawing about office then, you know, how my first board meeting went and how the lunches and all of that and how my boss is quite boring but he thinks he's very funny and all of that. So, <laughs> uh, and again, it was, uh, it was taken pretty well. Uh, people started, like I started doing these comments on what work from home really means because I realized the whole concept of work from home exists in corporate where 
people yeah, don't yeah. like come to work and they work from of home. So, like I started taking big bad data too. You know, they say work from home, but they're sitting and chilling. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is not the case always, but uh, yeah, but so that's yeah, that's so how satirical comedy works as it's well. Like, it's like so sitting it's, in shorts, yeah. but you know, wearing a tie in front of the webcam and just showing, yeah, yeah I'm working. I'm right, working. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I kind of continue making comics because then it started coming to me very naturally. Because, like I said, I'm I have the passion for telling stories. I love telling stories. I love listening to stories and um, converting these stories into comics that everybody can then consume was just amazing. Like I can sit and tell you a story for an hour, but I can do the same in a comic format and it'll take you three minutes to do stuff. So, right. Nice. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Right, so that that that's how it continued, and I worked three jobs before I started doing this full time. Um, and I have also job. called the runaway employee in Bangalore. <laughs> I mean, it's a title I've just I've given myself because I get bored too easily, so I work every job for a year and then I quit. So <laughs> at so least yeah. you, you had a patience for a year. Yeah, to be yeah, honest, seriously. like yeah. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because we have notice period also, no. So oh, yeah. if I even put in my papers after six months, I still have to put in three months of notice period. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm happy. We just <laughs> right. have two weeks here. Yeah, so yeah. three months I would get gone mad only. <laughs> so. <you're- laughs> There's one job that I put in my papers like within ten days of joining. <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 kid. I'm not kidding. I'm actually very serious. I don't talk about it because I'm like <laughs> that guy must be very bad. It was a startup, and uh, we were like three employees, and uh, I just joined, and within ten days I was like, oh yeah, but I'm done. I'm, I'm moving. So, so at least at least you tasted so yeah, everything, that, right? That like has now, been my journey. Yeah, now you can <clears> say that you've actually been like one of those founding members of a startup. Quit within the first ten days. You at least have a story about it now. So <laughs> it's like, देखे पता चल गया था सीरीज़ एक वो नहीं मिलने वाला फंडिंग आई एम आउट ऑफ़ दिस दैट इज़ सो कूल है एंड एंड आई एम सो हैप्पी व्हेन यू टॉक्ड अबाउट कॉमिक्स इन लाइक यू नो I because I remember I used to draw a lot when I was like I still draw like if you see a lot of our artwork on on Instagram and all that that's me and Prague mm-hmm. doing it. And uh, I remember we used to get Dainik Bhaskar in Indore, and I used yeah. to there, there was a small cartoon thing, and I would I would copy that, and that's ah, how yeah, yeah. that's how I started doing it a lot. And I had the same thing experience in college as well. Like I was the one who would get caught, you know, drawing some caricature for a teacher, <laughs> and she'll look at it and she'll she'll <laughs> smile and say, "Chalo, take a budge gay." And then all the tech fest and everything. It's like Piyush, kida re bhai aaja. Tiko, tiri zarurat hai kyunki humko posters banana hai. So okay, fine, I'm here. But that yeah, right. That happens. <laughs> that is yeah. like you. You are in demand when it, the fests are going on, or someone or someone needs a greeting. Or like till exactly. day, yeah, yeah, yeah. My whole family, like it's either me or my wife. They would say, "Acha, iska birthday hai, theme dinosaur hai. So please, bana ke bej dena, okay?" <laughs> It's insane, man. For me, yeah, I used to be so busy during all these annual days and sports days. My mom used to joke to joke. My parents were working, and they used to joke about it. They were like. She's bigger than us. Like during annual days, so <laughs> I I look like I don't know. I'm like manning the country, and I'm like just I'm just doing something, and I have like half a dozen things to do on my plate. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. It, when I was a kid, right, uh, my favorite thing was yeah. basically history books. Me, you know, we had uh, we had those pictures, right? Yeah. So my favorite work was to get out of the house, get out of the house. In my books, you'll always find Rani Lakshmi Bai's house. Yeah, you know, Gandhi Ji's house. I'm pretty sure we're gonna edit this out, but I remember I had a lot of Archie's comics while growing up. Right. One day it came it came into my sister's hand, and she draw like little Hitler mustache. 
crashes on almost all like archi jagged i thrashed her i like how how dare you why why like i i was very particular so my books were so i would actually buy a proper drawing book and draw on that not on my books at least no but that's my earliest memory of art you know that's where it goes to like you know that shivaji maharaj ki daadi ko aur bada karna yeah you know gandhi ke chashme ko ulta karna and all of that so that is like all that my earliest memory of art goes there so what would you say monica yeah, like where I used to destroy books and notebooks. I remember when I was a kid, so my elder sister gets me two years apart. So when she was for her birthday, she got this. Uh, so I think she was in first standard or something. Right. She got this book, Thomas and uh, Friends, or Thomas and Engine, just books. Yeah, and uh, I was obviously younger, with two years apart. So I, uh, so she got that as a birthday gift, and she went to school, and I was <laughs> sitting at home. So I removed that uh, thing, the book from the packaging, and. Uh, Like every character in that book, by the time my sister came back home, had like a bindi and a mangal chitra, and like I made it, I made Thomas into this Bharatiya Nari with like Thomas into Saraswati. So much. Thomas looked like that double chick, by the way. Yeah, and then. We were introduced to white now. I think when we were six or seven, finally, you know those collected, collected friends, collected friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mind was blown. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and uh, so I said, "We should get readers' digest." So my dad was a huge fan of reading readers' digest. Nice. And I basically covered the entire thing with white stuff. Like, you know, bindi, you know, the mouthe, you know, whatever I fancied, I would just like. Oh my yeah. god, that is amazing, and like. Okay, go, being from the you know destroyer of books to Doodle Rama, how <laughs> how like how has your drawing style changed like over the years? It's been a lot of trial and error. So, uh, like I said, I was when I was working, I had a Facebook page. I used to right. put up all these everyday comments that I was doing on Facebook, yeah. and I haven't studied art, so I had no clue about what art is and how to go about things. Because I'm a commerce graduate and I went on to do my masters in mass communication. Oh, right. So, um, so I, initially what I used to do was I used to draw on paper and take a picture of it and put it up on my Facebook, and I had like six people following, which is like my mom and my sister. And <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and my mom was just like my daughter's amazing. So, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, and then um, I think uh, it was when I started uh, my second job was when I figured that. I can also do this digitally, and my my idea of doing digitally was doing it on MS Paint. So <laughs> I have a lot of my work which is done on MS Paint. Wow! So right. and yeah, and the confidence I had back then was just amazing. It was kind of it. I was just like, I am the shit. So <laughs> I used to. I spent. I had a laptop, so I had a. Um, so I bought a mouse. I didn't know there was drawing tablets and all of that. Like right. no knowledge. Yeah. So, but just lots of confidence. So I bought a mouse and I used to draw with a mouse on LS Paint, and uh, it was my third job, like almost second and third job. That uh, I worked for because I'm a mass comm student. I worked mostly as an editor and a copywriter and a content creator for ad agencies and media agencies and things like that. So um, it was my second, almost when I was leaving my second job, I realized that there's an art team that does this. So I, I remember I walked up to them and they were working on Photoshop. Adobe yeah. Photoshop, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like anything." Right. I was just like, "What is this thing?" <laughs> and they were just like, oh, "This is a software." I mean, 
Microsoft would be proud by the way. Huh? Microsoft would be really proud. You said MS MS Paint is the bar. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like Bill Gates should uh, talk to me. We'll tweet it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll tweet this episode to him and say that here's your biggest fan for yeah, MS Paint. <laughs> so Bill Gates, if you're listening, <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Then uh, that's when my uh, journey with experimenting with digital art really began because I was blown away by this uh, revelation that there's something called Photoshop and it makes your art digitized. Right. And uh, I got—I mean, I don't know if you should put this segment in, but I got this illegal version of Photoshop. That's every student's. It's every student's story, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we've all been there. Trust us. Yeah. Both of us are VF. We've been in. We are VFX. We are in VFX, and yeah, it, it yeah. always happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the Indian Jagat. So I got this illegal uh, downloaded version of Photoshop on my laptop, and. Uh, I decided to go with myself a drawing pad, and like I got like the cheapest one available back then. It was a Wacom bamboo when I started out. Yeah. And um, so that's how it really started. And my style, I I always just try to draw myself, like what I think I look like. Right. So it has changed and progressed over the years because I have changed and progressed over the years. And uh, now, of course, since I have more exposure and with the internet and with Instagram and you know all of these other tools and softwares, <laughs> sorry. So with all of this exposure, I think I am now more confident to experiment, and I feel like I've reached a space where I can give myself that leeway to experiment and fail and get back again and do it again. Right. Um. But what I miss is the confidence I had when I started out on anything. I don't have that <laughs> now. Like I'm almost always second guessing and second guessing my work. But um. So yeah, so that's why my style. <clears throat> actually, when I started making comics on Facebook, um. I thought I can only make because the idea of doodling, the word doodle, um, you make you kind of think of it as like something funny, something easy. But I always thought that comics also have to be comic, like comical. So it has to be something that makes you laugh. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, so I used to try very hard to make only silly things and goofy things that make people laugh. But yeah. I've also been this person who's always, uh, you know, I I lean a lot towards the dark side of life. So I always have a lot of angst and rage about whatever, like just a few different things. So then, uh, <clears throat> slowly I started like diversifying my content, and I also feel like my content uh, is much better and far better than my style. It's what I have to say is what matters. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's how my content diversified, and now I talk about pretty much everything under the umbrella. So. Yeah. Like from marital to depression to anxiety, evolution, all of that. No, that's 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 really good. You know, I was actually uh, looking at your Instagram profile, and the one thing I realized mm-hmm. that you are not just doing, you know, the cutesy little art that is there, but you actually have a really good social message behind it. You know, right from uh, the curvilicious bodies to you know uh, being a proper feminist to you know family people and everything. Like you know your entire get together culture of you know one of those I was looking at was like once upon a time building a culture you know where the entire family is sitting around and you know everybody is yeah. talking to each other and stuff like that. So you you your content has really I think it's very mature and very nice as well as it's super cute to be honest. No, it 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 basically it, it draws you like okay. Cuteness draws it towards you, but yeah. when you start reading it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I think for me one of the best. Uh, one is uh, I think the one that you had put up with the I think it's 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 in a book. 
about the menstruation one i think yeah 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 right for me that one was like okay that touched me a lot and like dude that is amazing you know because it's something that people don't talk about people don't draw about it's right. still i yeah. don't i know why it's still a taboo i hate that and i'm really happy because i saw that and i was like yep right so, right yeah yeah so we we've seen you that uh, we've seen like all your art and we actually like to know the inspirations behind it like you said you inspired by yourself and you portray yourself but uh, do your hmm. daily subjects have a different kind of an inspiration like it's how you started your day or maybe that is what you were thinking about for the last few days kind of a thing so my inspiration uh, is basically from real life like everyday stories and things like that um mostly because i'm also very vulnerable i put myself out there you know one of those very cliche things i'm one of those people who wears their heart on their sleeve yeah so uh yeah so i sort of uh, absorb too much i get affected too much and then my way of expressing and venting and being uh, making peace for things is to draw about it and to talk about it and um, i think my content changed drastically uh, mostly when i got married and uh, I remember when I got married, people around me changed, and I didn't change. So that sort of made me, yeah, because there was just like I was about twenty-four and a half, twenty-five when I got married, which is like five years ago. Right. And uh, I remember people saying things like, "You don't look married," or "You don't sound married," and I was just like, "What does that even mean?" Like, you know, I used to get that so much. And uh, I'm this loud, gregarious, boisterous personality, <laughs> and a lot of my friends would be like. You still laugh so loudly. You're married. I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a married woman, what does that mean? I uh, actually made a comment on this, like a very funny take. Um, the comment is basically the same thing that this guy is telling this girl that you're married. You don't look married, and she's like, eight minutes, and then she takes off sindhu from her bag and she's like throwing it around, and this whole thing, na 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 na, background going on. So. <laughs> I just at one point I was so frustrated with this reaction that I used to get when people found out that I was married. Would just to take Sindhu and start throwing it on people's faces. Yeah, because I didn't know like yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's when my like a lot of my content and that's when I started realizing and really thinking about it. Is what had happened up until then was I lived a very sheltered life. Uh, so I wasn't very like. Uh, I lived a very sheltered, protected life, so I wasn't exposed to blatant sexism and casual sexism, and right. um, you know the patriarch, patriarchal setup. I also have a sister, so I mean, if I had a, probably a brother growing up, I probably would have seen it much earlier in my life. Right. But because I had a sister, we had the same rules to comply and all of that. So, and also, I've grown up in a fairly liberal uh, upbringing. I've had a fairly li- li- uh, liberal upbringing, so I wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a rude awakening or a shock for me growing up. Right. I didn't think of these things. But it's only when I like finished my college and I started working and I got married at the same time, I started thinking about these things more often because I experienced a lot of casual sexism at work and uh, you know the whole uh, how marriage women are supposed to be a certain way and all the stereotypes that you have attached to it. So um, yeah, just that and in general, a lot of sexism came my way and I realized that people don't talk about it and. Uh, A lot of things are very normal. Like I, what I feel sad about this culture that we are in presently is that things that shouldn't be normal are have become normal, like rape and abuse and all that. Yeah, true. Yeah, we um, would agree with know, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's become very normal. And things that are normal, like body fluids, like whether it's sex or whether it's masturbation or whether it's menstruation, that is not normal. Like that's become a yeah. taboo. Yeah. So, 
I feel like our priorities are a little skewed and our sense of reality is a little warped that way. So we don't know what's normal and what's normal. So, uh, that's when I really started thinking about these things. And even today, all my content comes from uh, very personal experiences. Like currently, I just lost my grandmother last year, last year December. Oh, so, okay. um, yeah. So, I'm still like kind of... And this is the first time I've seen that up close and personal. Like, when I lost my grandfather, I was very young. So, I didn't think about it. But now that I'm turning 30 and I just lost my grandmother, death has become more real to me. So, I, this is something that I'm talking about on my feed these days. Like, I did one comic on grief. Now, yesterday, I put up with another comic on how do you deal with death? You know, right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I think all of my um, inspiration comes from real life stories. I am also that curious, nosy bugger who sits in cafes and like <laughs> try and listen to other people's conversations. Who's just like casual, casual, and getting And when I can't hear them, I'll just make up a story in my head. I'll be like, "Hey, it's alright. Hey, it's alright. So you do not listen to them." So yeah, so. That's that's, that's where I draw my inspiration from. That's it's amazing. it's a really moving story, yeah. Like yep. the way you actually draw inspiration <laughs> from everyday life and small events or big events that happen in in I, there. I hope you guys are inspired by conversation with Monica. There's a lot to talk about, and we're gonna continue it next week. In the meantime, if you guys have been inspired by things you see around day to day life and you doodle too, click a picture, tag us on Instagram or Twitter, and. the ones we like we'll repost also give you a chance to have a giveaway yes we're doing one more giveaway guys yeah and the contest rules are simple you just need to do do and impress all three of us for further details follow us on social media and don't forget to rate us in your favorite podcasting platform and follow us on instagram and twitter on @ratebatukitherapy and also check out @ratedoodledrama see you guys next week see ya